welcome to the first episode of First Page Friday. This is produced as part of the Lit Lounge podcast, which is where you can find out more about this and many other books that we are reading or that we recommend as good reads for you. So the purpose of these episodes is to get you used to uh, the wide range of literature that we have uh, in the library and also books that you can access in your local library and maybe just introduce you to books that you might find interesting but perhaps you haven't encountered before. And our choice for this week is Sabriel by Garth Nix. Garth Nix is a famous fantasy writer uh, for children and young adults and Sabriel is the first book in the Old Kingdom series. So I'll just read you the blurb and then we'll dip into the first chapter and prologue. So Sabriel is the daughter of the Mage of Horson. Ever since she was a tiny child, she has lived outside the wall of the Old Kingdom, far away from the uncontrolled power of free magic and away from the dead who won't stay dead. But now her father is missing and Sabriel is called upon to cross back into that world to find him. Leaving the safety of the school she has known at home, Sabriel embarks upon a quest fraught with supernatural dangers, with companions she is unsure of, for nothing is as it seems within the boundary of the Old Kingdom. There she confronts an evil that threatens much more than her life and comes face to face with her hidden destiny. So this book has won many awards. As I said, it's the first in a series, the Old Kingdom series. And I'd say it's probably my favourite book series alongside Harry Potter. I mean, everyone knows about Harry Potter and very few people talk about this book series, but it is really, really good. There's some darker, more mature elements in there, but it's still really good fun. And there's loads of really rich characters as well. So um, I'm going to read you the prologue and leave you with this for our first page Friday. It was little more than three miles from the wall into the Old Kingdom, but that was enough. Noonday sunshine could be seen on the other side of the wall in Anselstier and not a cloud in sight. Here, there was a clouded sunset and a steady rain had just begun to fall, coming faster than the tents could be raised. The midwife shrugged her cloak higher up against her neck and bent over the woman again, raindrops spilling from her nose onto the upturned face below. The midwife's breath blew out in a cloud of white, but there was no answering billow of air from her patient. The midwife sighed and slowly straightened up, that single movement telling the watchers everything they needed to know. The woman who had staggered into their camp forest was dead, only holding on to life long enough to pass it on to the baby at her side. But even as the midwife picked up the pathetically small form beside the dead woman, it shuddered within its wrappings and was still. The child too, asked one of the watchers, a man who wore the mark of the charter fresh drawn in wood ash upon his brow. Then there shall be no need for baptism. His hand went up to brush the mark from his forehead, then suddenly stopped as a pale white hand gripped his and forced it down in a single swift motion. Peace, said a calm voice. I wish you no harm. The white hand released its grip and the speaker stepped into the ring of firelight. The others watched him without welcome, and the hands that had half-sketched charter marks or gone to bowstrings and hilts did not relax. The man strode towards the bodies and looked upon them. Then he turned to face the watchers, pushing his hood back to reveal the face of someone who had taken paths far from sunlight, for his skin was a deathly white. I am called Abhorson, he said, and his words sent ripples through the people about him as if he had cast a large and weighty stone into a pool of stagnant water. And there will be a baptism tonight. 
The charter mage looked down on the bundle in the midwife's hands and said, The child is dead, Abhorson. We are travellers. Our life lived under the sky, and it is often harsh. We know death, Lord. Not as I do, replied Abhorson, smiling so his paper-white face crinkled at the corners and drew back from his equally white teeth. And I say, the child is not yet dead. The man tried to meet Abhorson's gaze, but faltered and looked away at his fellows. None moved or made any sign, till a woman said, So? It is easily done. Sign the child, Arunel. We will make a new camp at the Ovis Ford. Join us when you are finished here. The charter major inclined his head in assent, and the others drifted away to pack up their half-made camp, slow with the reluctance of having to move, but filled with a greater reluctance to remain near the Abhorson, for his name was one of secrets and unspoken fears. When the midwife went to lay the child down and leave, Abhorson spoke, Wait, you will be needed. The midwife looked down on the baby and saw that it was a girl child and, save for its stillness, could be merely sleeping. She had heard of a porson, and if the girl could live. Wearily, she picked up the child again and held her out to the charter mage. If the charter does not, began the man, but a porson held up a pallid hand and interrupted. Let us see what the charter wills. The man looked at the child again and sighed. Then he took a small bottle from his pouch and held it aloft, crying out a chant that was the beginning of a charter, one that listed all the things that lived or grew, or once lived or would live again, and the bonds that held them all together. As he spoke, a light came to the bottle, pulsing with the rhythm of the chant. Then the chanter was silent. He touched the bottle to the ear, then to the sign of wood ash on his forehead, and then upended it over the child. A great flash lit the surrounding woods as the glowing liquid splashed over the child's head. And the priest cried, By the charter that binds all things, we name thee. Normally, the parents of the child would then speak the name. Here, only a porson spoke, and he said, Sabriel. As he uttered the word, the wood ash disappeared from the priest's forehead and slowly formed on the child's. The charter had accepted the baptism. But, but she is dead, exclaimed the charter mage, gingerly touching his forehead to make sure the ash was truly gone. He got no answer, for the midwife was staring across the fire at a porson, and a porson was staring at nothing. His eyes reflected the dancing flames, but did not see them. Slowly, a chill mist began to rise from his body, spreading towards the man and midwife who scuttled to the other side of the fire, wanting to get away, but now too afraid to run. That's the end of this week's First Page Friday. Join us next week for another book. You've been listening to First Page Friday. The music that we use in this and all of our other episodes and podcast resources is by Ixon. This particular track is called Eclipse. You can find more of his work on SoundCloud. Oh, oh, oh.